Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the Hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, how are you doing tonight, man? I am doing. <laughs> I know, you've had a rough day. Yeah, uh, it's been a long one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what, man, you, you, you're, you're going through this transitional period in your life and everything. You're on my mind a lot. I just want you to know that um, I'm rooting for you. Well, good, good. At least someone is. <laughs> uh, I, I guarantee that my stress today is nowhere near what your stress was. But I gotta tell you, I'm a little stressed because today we finally kicked off, at least on the back end, Batcraft from yes. uh, yeah, yes, our Flash, our Flashcraft uh, Minecraft SMP. Uh, has launched its third season, which we are lovingly calling Batcraft and kind of doing a Gotham City uh, team build. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got a lot of great folks on there, Fox and Will and Kyle and Snow and Knight and you on occasion. It's going to be great. It's going to be so good. I'm hoping that as, as as things start to cool down a bit, that I might actually be able to play video games once again. <laughs> Man, I hope so too. I miss I miss playing with you, and so uh, we we look forward to you being there. But hey, uh, if y'all want to learn more about that, you can check out the TV Talk YouTube channel uh, for some updates there. But uh, yeah, Earth Three begins this week, or well, next week as this episode goes live. <laughs> but man, nobody's here for that. Everybody's here to talk about the Flash, and man, have we got an episode of the Flash to talk about? Are you ready for this? Let's jump in to no. That's your line. No, uh, I I was like no. Let's <laughs> let's re- uh, Bell Bell. Let's reverse it. Go. <laughs> Well, let's jump into The Rundown. The Rundown. Episode 3 of Season 8, Armageddon, Part 3. Armageddon! There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Directed by uh, Chris Pepe and a story by... Sam Chalson. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, Barry asks Jefferson to permanently remove his powers. He begins to, but stops when Barry mentions Despero. Barry lashes out in the two fight, but Jefferson convinces him to stand down. Meanwhile, Iris suspects that Barry was framed and that Joe's supposed death was a setup. At the train station where Joe was struck, she and Allegra discover a unique set of coincidences that suggest foul play. She also begins to see temporal particles, so she meets with Dion, who discovers that someone tapped into the negative still force to change the timeline and kill Joe. Concurrently, Cecile coerces Rosalind Dillon to help her into finding Barry. In order to improve Chester's process, Dylan tells Cecile to suppress her grief, but Caitlin convinces her to embrace her love instead. Despero turns on the particle accelerator, absorbs its power, and attacks Cecile's group. He learns Barry's location and travels there, but is held off by Jefferson, Iris, and Dion. Dion informs Barry of his findings and sends him to 2031, where he witnesses a future Iris celebrating her marriage to Eobard Thawne alongside Team Flash, Alex Danvers, Ryan Choi, and Ryan Wilder, who, un- who are unhappy to see him. Dun, dun, dun. Well done. That was, that was one of your best doing it live ever. <laughs> yeah, I only had a, yeah. Uh, of course, you, you guys won't hear the mess ups that I have, but they're only like two, so. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was really good. That was really good. Uh, Bell, all right. Woo, what an episode. What a what a freaking like event this kickoff to season eight has been. Can we just address the fact that The Flash is better than it's ever been like since season one? It's crazy to me how like these crossover events just just catapult the show into this like higher realm and you just get so excited and then you have like what happened last season and um (laughs) well but i mean like arguably what happened last season has been kind of the lowest point of a downward trajectory it was almost like this like they came into season eight with this watershed come to jesus type moment where it's like hey we need to get this right or we need to go home and man, oh man, are they just, they're getting it right left and right. I mean, this is awesome. This this series as a whole, like this episode and, and really the event as a whole has really given me things that I've wanted from the series since the beginning. Like it, it's, it's incredible. It's yeah. Like we got some Justice League. We got like, you know, cool powers and stuff and like team ups and, and mysteries and, and conspiracies and yeah, just great story all around. And even the subtleties too, man, like even just in the, the characterization of Barry, like Barry being like a white kid that was brought up in a black household isn't really like addressed all that often. You know what I mean? And like even in the way that like CW is always, they always like want to talk about race, but then they never actually talk about race. And it's kind of this weird, <laughs> now like, nah, you know, they, they always like they get a little close to it, but don't, don't quite all go all the way. And so like even just kind of even in the CW, CW subtleties of the way they even kind of address the uniqueness of Barry's childhood, 
uh, I thought was, was really great. And I was like, I would have loved to see more of that kind of exploration of, of Barry and, and the West family and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, I think, um, yeah, there's just, there's just a lot to talk about in this episode, man. Just a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. First things first, injustice turns out that was the, uh, injustice protocol bell. Oh, so it was. Yes, it was. And I got to tell you, I love this concept. The idea that if one of them goes rogue, they have kind of this buddy system to, you know, shut them all down. I, I mm, that was delicious from so, I, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm running out of like words to really describe it, but I really loved that concept. I, you know, I was kind of surprised, you know, uh, uh, Batwoman didn't show up and just, you know, ice him with some kind of frozen gun and be like, look, you guys have your little injustice protocol. I got my own protocol where I can kill all of you. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you gotta you, you gotta kind of wonder about the rest of the team. Like, who who else is whose buddy? You know, you think that Batwoman and Supergirl are probably each other's buddy? One imagines. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, so I mean, like you know, it, it, I'd be curious to uh, to see like the full you know who who's got who on the list. But I love yeah. the idea. <laughs> that black lightning and the flash are kind of each other's because there is such a, it's a different power set and yet it's a very complimentary power set. I almost at first I thought, Oh man, like does Jefferson have the ability to literally take the lightning from Barry? Like, you know, I know they went all sci-fi with it, but for a minute there, I thought maybe that was the case. Yeah. Like I, I was wondering, you know, how that was going to happen. Was he going to pull the lightning out of him? But like, I guess there's some kind of tech that was supposed to do it. And like his lightning was going to nullify Barry's connection to the speed force or something. But, you know, I mean, it makes sense for them to be buddies being the, the whole lightning thing is like, you, you can't exactly throw lightning at a lightning guy and have it really do much. I know, you know, you did almost <laughs> kind of, uh, I, I love the way in which they did it that, you know, essentially, you know, he used Barry's lightning against himself and that sort of thing. I would have also loved if they had gone the Avengers route where he got like struck by it. And then all of a sudden his powers like went up to God level, you know, it's like, yeah. how about, <laughs> how about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that would have, uh, or, or like, even if like he temporarily had super speed while he had like, while the, he was absorbing the speed force lightning, there's just, I mean, things they didn't have the budget for. Like, you know, we we got in this episode a Black Lightning versus the Flash fight, which is cool in concept and cool on screen. But man, you you got to imagine that would actually be really cool if they had the budget to do it right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think your idea about like absorbing the, the uh, Barry's lightning, giving him some temporary like speed force powers would be really, really neat to explore. I feel like if we were dealing with, you know, movie level uh, a movie level situation. That's what we, what we would have gotten something, something that tier, but I mean, like we got to work with what we have. And to some extent that kind of plays into the only real critique I have of the injustice protocol, which is that it's such a cool concept, but I feel like it's something that needs to be more all hands on deck for, even if you do have like your designated member who's supposed to like, you know, manage your depowering or, or the one that's supposed to take you down. It seems as though like, if one leaguer wants out, it needs to be kind of like the full league needs to be, you know, uh, there for that conversation. Um, and I get that, like, practically speaking, and that, that's really the that's really the big, you know, hiccup for the the event as a whole and just the series as a whole is that, you know, you, you got it comes down to budget. It comes down to who you got. And, you know, scheduling. I get it. Scheduling as, as well. And so it was it was fine. And it actually made for even more, you know, uh, sincere and personal moments, especially because Jefferson and Joe uh, age wise are probably very close in age. And so having kind of that, you know, kind of father figure there for Barry as he's mourning the loss of his own, um, you know, it 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 made it more powerful in less in less super heroic ways, if that makes sense. No, I, I liked it a lot because, you know, that's it's one thing, you know, you kind of missed. We've, we've been missing those Joe moments. He hasn't been having as much because Barry's been, you know, uh, he's kind of transformed into his own man now. But like now that he's sort of unraveling literally like his mind is, uh, it's that that Joe moment came from uh from Black Lightning. And like, that was just yeah. super cool. Like, I, I, I thought that was a really neat sort of uh, moment there that they had when, especially at the end after, you know, he kind of beats him and then he's like, whose life is it? Mine. He does. He does the principal thing. Yeah. 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 I, I thought, I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. And then, so, and then a great use of, you know, the, the lore established on the Black Lightning television show as well. I, you know, I've always thought that those two characters, Barry and, and Jefferson, really have some good chemistry between the two. 
Um, in the previous crossover events in particular, I thought there was a really good dynamic there. And given the fact that they do have such complementary power sets, I just hope that we get more. Like I, I would love for other opportunities for Jefferson to appear on the flash as a kind of a mentor figure for Barry from time to time. Um, you know, Jefferson, I believe, and I could be wrong, but in terms of the established characters, I think Jefferson is the longest running superhero, right? That's still active. Not in terms of, you know, runtime of television shows, obviously, but in terms of like established, you know, in, in the, uh, in the, in the canon of the DC TVU. I think you're right. I mean, arguably Superman, maybe, but I don't know. Jefferson seems older than Superman. I, I think, I think, yeah, because his, his whole like. series was based off the fact that he was a, essentially a retired superhero that kind of picked the mantle back up. Yeah. And so I think that he could really, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity to lean on his character more and bring him in for more guest roles. Now, to get, please, please hear me, CW's executives. As, as much as, you know, I love for everybody to have work and everything. I'm not saying that we need a new series regular on this show. I'm talking about a reoccurring guest role to, uh, to, to play a significant part on the, on the team. Cause <laughs> we don't like, I'm not, I'm not reversing my position on, <laughs> <laughs> on too many characters <laughs> yeah and because i mean you know there, there certainly are some things that jefferson could teach him like the whole uh fly with lightning that was pretty cool yeah that is that is pretty awesome but I, less about but that's the thing every other mentor he's had has been really more about this is how you get faster and this is how the science works but i'm talking about just being a good hero you know what i mean like just being a good man and i think that like jefferson you know has that kind of uh you know i mean that that teacher instinct that real dad energy he's got all that and, you know, assuming that you and I are correct, that by the end of this series, or rather by the end of this event, that Joe will be dead, maybe there's an opportunity to explore that relationship, especially if Jay's not coming back anytime soon, which I don't think he is. Yeah. So just, just putting that out there. Um, all right. Hashtag Joe lives. I think he's alive, man. That's what I was telling you. I think he's alive. You or, were right? Maybe? I, I, maybe kind of. Like the, the 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 thing that threw me off was when Dion was like, someone's using uh negative still force to change the timeline. So yeah, we go we we go and talk about that in a second. Right. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. But like the thing that threw me off was like he, he didn't they because initially I was like, yeah, okay, the, the frames were missing in the video. I was expecting like a blur to come in yeah. and like grab him um, indicating Eobard. Like that's where I was at that episode. I was like, okay, yeah, Eobard's messing with him. Right. Uh, but I didn't see the blur. And then they look at the hard copy that was on the, you know, the, the security guards desk and like, there wasn't really a missing frame there. Mm -hmm. And so I, it feels like <sighs> he's, he's still alive because technically he wasn't dead because somebody's manipulating the timeline backwards. So, yeah, I'm I'm kind of right, kind of wrong. Uh-huh. Because okay. he's okay, not okay, supposed yeah, yeah, yeah. to be dead. Like I thought he was I thought he was alive, hidden somewhere, and Despero made everybody think he was dead. But uh, it's not that. Okay, there's a lot potentially going on here. I do I do think <laughs> the second that I thought from a long like a you know, more of a long term type of he's not actually dead, like like story wise for the series wise, like Joe's not gone. Is when we saw that video of him like falling on the rail. I was like, "Oh yeah, no, they're not going to take Joe out that way. Never mind." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I was like. No, no, no. This, this, no, that, no. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. And <laughs> it was also interesting too because that was at the end of the terminal. Like, like you could see the end of the rail line there, and that train was going pretty fast. Um, yeah. <laughs> So I was like, like when they did that long shot down the line, I was like, oh, that's the end of the rail. Wow. Okay. That's kind of weird. Like, did that train just like slam on the brakes or something like right after it hit Joe? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, uh, that, he's not going out like that. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's, that's too humorous of a way to go out. The other thing, you know, it's like being hit by a bus to some extent, which is terrible, but yeah. it's also hilarious when you see it in a television show. It's so well, it's, yeah, you know, it's like somebody, you know, throwing a, uh, something out their window on like a 50-story window and it, you just happen to get hit by it. Like a toilet. Somebody throws a toilet out the window and you get hit by a toilet. You know, it's, it's yeah, it's tragic, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> also, and I can't remember if it was Allegra or if it was uh, Caitlin, but when, when she went, when, when Iris went to go see the other tape where the blip didn't happen, 
And then like, I think it was Caitlin. Caitlin's like, do you have it from a different angle? And it, and I was like, no, that's cool. I don't need to see that happen from a different angle. <laughs> no, that was, that was Allegra. That was Allegra. And that, that was when Iris was like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Right? Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't need like, that's like the one angle you can see that go down on, like, like go down from where, you know, you could stomach it. Can we watch it from the front where we get to see his body crushed by the train? Yeah. That's, that's where the, the head goes flying towards the camera. That's, that's the one we want. <laughs> Yeah, that was Allegra. Um, But yeah, so I, eh, you know, I was thinking it was more of a Despero kind of thing. But now I'm starting to think that it is even Despero is being manipulated by whoever's pulling the, 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 the strings there. Which was my theory, I think, last time around was that there's perhaps somebody else that's, you know, doing doing his thing. But we'll get to that. So uh, here's my real question to you, Bell. Um, So Joe's clearly. A, if Joe's dead, he won't be forever or for long is my mindset because we've got some timey-wimey stuff that's going on. So I'm, I'm saying that there is a timeline that we are viewing here in which Joe is probably dead is my guess, but I don't know that this timeline is going to last, which means that by the end of this, we could be wrong and that Joe is actually going to come out of this event still alive, still on, on the cast. Maybe, but I, I I still kind of think that perhaps they're going to kill him. But it but it's going to be in a way that's going to be a proper send off. Like I was. That's saying. like a full on vision, though. That's like we killed him, then we brought him back, then we're going to kill him again. Because it was shocking when they said that Joe was dead six months ago. Right. For us as an audience, you yeah. know what I mean. But you know, I mean, maybe that's like the little baby setup for he is going to die. So like you know, get ready for it. He's coming back. Don't worry, he'll be here for a little bit, but then he's going to uh, die again. I, I mean, that's dark. That, that might be darker than I would expect from the series, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. The fact of the matter is, as you, as you pointed out, man, some, some weirdness is, is afoot. Uh, Dion returns, which by the way, good job not calling her mom. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it felt normal, like, so I didn't say anything like it. You know, with, it, with that bit missing, yeah. it feels like a normal, you know, it wasn't it wasn't weird it was fine and it, it was like like okay no he's he's like a, a speed they are a, a force deity i still have personal thoughts on that concept and i don't mean just for the show but just on the flash lore as a whole i've never been a fan of the force deities or the, are kind of the the multiple forces out there and that sort of thing that's just me personally other people love it that's just not me i don't like it but regardless it is part of this universe and i have made i am have made my peace with it and I really appreciate the fact that, you know, he doesn't call her mom. So good on that. Yeah. And I think it speaks to the fact that, like I said before, I think we're dealing with a creative team that knows what they need to do and what they don't need to do. But yeah, no, Dion is back and he introduces us to a concept that is completely new, which is the negative still force. Yeah. So is that like a fast force like what well okay so that's the thing right like that this is this is where everybody's brain starts like going like wait what is what on earth does that mean is that like the motion force or something of that nature here here is where i would say try not to think about it like that because you if you think about you've got the speed force i'm working on the parameters that the show has given us and so if we accept what we see as true and canonical then that's what we have to work off of, right? So regardless of my thoughts on it, whatever, regardless of anybody's thoughts on it, some people are going to hear still force and did hear still force. And they were like, what? But let's just, let's just go with it for a second. Okay. You got the speed force. You've got the negative speed force and you've got the still force. These are all things that have been established both in the comics and in the series. Like when you hear negative speed force, you assume at first that it's like, you don't move. Like it's a removal of speed or like a slow force or something of that nature. But that's not necessarily what it is. The speed force is a positive energy. It is literally like kinetic energy that is creating a positive charge. For a positive charge, there is also a negative charge. So it is a negative speed force in the sense that it is drawing energy off of the the speed force. Now, this is where things get a little, we got to figure this out. The still force by that same mindset, isn't like the fast force or like the motion force or something of that nature. It has to, in some way, be connected with stillness. Not the absolute opposite, 
but in some form or fashion pulling from stillness in the same way that the speed force and the negative speed force both pull from speed. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so yeah, the still force is like time more than anything else. And so, yeah. Yeah. So as opposed to being like negative time, maybe it's like, I don't know. It's more of a moment though, isn't it? Like it's, it's about capturing and sustaining a moment or changing a moment. You know, the, he mentions the neg. I, I'm assuming that the reason why we're dealing with somebody using the negative still force, as we've now been introduced to, is that much like the negative speed force, it is essentially an artificial speed force, right? Like the negative speed force was created by Eobard as his own speed force. He kind of like latched onto something that was there and manipulated it and turned it into something all his own. So theoretically, someone could be Eobard, could be somebody else, could be the turtle, who knows? But point <laughs> is somebody, <laughs> I don't mean McSnurtle. I mean, like literally there could be a, like, you know, a, what was it? Russell Glosson? Yeah. Uh, could, you know, Russell Glosson, post-crisis Russell Glosson could pop, uh, pop up and be, uh, you know, creating the negative still force. Who knows? We don't know. Well, I, I liked how you framed it earlier where you were saying like the still force is about uh, maintaining a moment. Yeah. Right. Um, so then, you know, if, if that is the still force, it maintains these moments in time, then yeah, the negative speed force, you know, uh, would act as, as like the, you know, like negative energy from the negative speed force, like negatively charged versus positively charged would be like, you know, a, a, uh, manipulation of a moment as opposed to keeping it the same. Ooh, interesting bell. Now that is really interesting. All right. So instead of like capturing a moment to sustain it, it's literally capturing a moment to change it. Yeah. That would that would track. I I bet I bet I bet you're onto something. I bet that's probably it right there. Yeah, because you know, that 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 seems to be uh yeah, like the, the way you framed that kind of made that pop into my head where it's like, yeah, like so if this, if the still force is about like maintaining moments in time, then definitely the negative still force would be about changing those moments in time and and not maintaining them. So, yeah. It, it is interesting. Like, so Dion, of all the forces that were introduced last season, he was definitely my favorite. And, you know, I was really like, if we could kind of, you know, I, again, my argument at the time was like, it'd be great if he was like the new turtle. And we kind of used that. But I'm actually very interested, since we've now established the concept of the forces, that we kind of explore this dynamic between the still force and the speed force. I don't care about the strength force or the sage force. I don't think that has anything to do with the flash. I think it's dumb. I still, still maintain that. <laughs> And I, you know, the still force, but I think the way in which they are developing the still force here could be really fascinating as it pertains to, you know, this dynamic between the speed and, and still. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. We'll see what ends up happening. Um, you know, we, we do kind of get the confirmation that Iris still has this time sickness, whatever treatments that Dion was able to kind of apply to her have been, you know, removed in her efforts to find her father. Uh, we could be dealing with a situation where, yeah, I mean, could we see a situation where, for example, Iris becomes the new Still Force? We theoretically thought that maybe she might be the new Speed Force at some point. Um, but is is that something we might see? That would be interesting. It would. I don't know that I like it, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there to kind of kick around. Yeah. Um. Overall, man, this episode really did come down to kind of one primary you know, characters drive here. I mean, like we did have Iris that was, uh, you know, she was searching for her father. We did have Barry who was trying to, you know, remove himself from the, you know, from the board so they wouldn't destroy the world. But man, you want to talk about somebody whose episode this really was. And this was Cecile's episode. Um, Cecile, you know, one of my favorite characters on this show, someone who I never would have anticipated, like a character that doesn't you know, if, if you're getting hyped for a flash show, you're not thinking like, oh, I wonder who his stepdad's second wife is going to be, you know, like, like it's, it's not, <laughs> it's not a character that's quintessential to the flash lore, but someone who's really become like one of the best like players on the team. Uh, and I'll, I'll just say this woman can act. Okay. While, while a lot of these, you know, a lot of our main, main players our main cast at time, even when it's good, kind of phone it in from time to time. You can tell there's a little exhaustion going on. Cecile gives it 5,000. <laughs> All of the percentages. Yeah. Yeah. It, dial up to 11 ain't going down. Like she is, she is committed and she goes full in. Um, it, and, 
Anyway, I am curious though, what's going on with her? Because, you know, do, do you think that we're going to see some sort of evolution of her character? I mean, I feel like we kind of have to with, you know, Despero being a powerful psychic and Cecile being an empath and the only real person on Team Flash with any sort of like ability to counteract or fight against um, that psychic uh, prowess of of, uh, Despero. Yeah, Yeah. I I think, you know, and we did see her kind of power up there, right? She she totally did. did. Yeah, she got Cerebro. She went she went uh, uh, Professor X. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I feel like that's 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 not just going to end there. Right. We're, we're going to have some some psychic shenanigans going on and Cecile's going to be at the forefront of it, either, you know, fighting against it um, and, and, and protecting Barry or something like that with it. But, yeah, she's going to be I think I feel like she's going to be instrumental in how they defeat him. I think so. It's nice having kind of a an empath. They're kind of like a mental, you know, uh, member of the team. Yeah, I, I could. Mm, you know, I, I think a lot about how Arrow handled the character of Diggle. And I want to say it was like around season two, maybe it was season three. It started feeling really weird that Diggle didn't have like a superhero persona because like you had Oliver out there who was like all masked up and then you had like standing right next to him with no mask Diggle. (laughs) And it's like, shouldn't he be protecting his identity too? Like, shouldn't he also be, you know, like, what, what, you know, it took them a long time to turn Diggle into Spartan, which is a, you know, perfectly fine. Like, you know, maybe I don't know what was going on behind the scenes, or maybe they, they, you know, couldn't make up their mind if they wanted to make him an established character, if they wanted to do something brand new. Um, yeah, you could argue they still don't know what they want to do with, right, yeah. with the way things played out. But I do look at like a character like Cecile. And, you know, when you've got these characters that have no ties directly to the comic books, really the sky's the limit. You could really turn them into some really fantastic characters that could be, you know, established new lore in in universe. I mean, think about Harley Quinn. She wasn't a comic book character. Yeah. And now she's one of DC's biggest, you know, power hitters. Yeah, she came in through uh, the Batman animated series. Exactly. So it'd be interesting to see Cecile evolve into an actual like like a superhero um wouldn't it be neat to see her in the comics in a couple years that's what i'm saying yeah like i I remember from smallville back in the day like chloe sullivan uh, all right sorry i had to just say (laughs) chloe sullivan man is a fantastic character played by a monster but but a fantastic character and it was one of those situations where there was like a large clamoring, like we got to get Chloe in the comics. Like Chloe, she needs to be part of the established Superman lore. Um, I still argue that that actually, you know, should be the case. And I think there have been comic books that have introduced the character of Chloe Sullivan in, in some you know degree here or there, but it was just a fantastic character again, portrayed by a monster. And that's part of the problem is that her likeness <laughs> is a bit of a, you know, <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> but Cecile's great. I don't think that she's running a sex trafficking ring. I don't, I don't think she is. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope not. Yeah. Anyway, let's see where, where they take her. I think, it, I think it'd be great. Um, same thing with Allegra. Allegra needs a super suit as well. Get, get these ladies some super suits. Let's, let's get, get them in the field. Suit. Exactly. All right. Um, yes. Any other thoughts broadly from this episode, man? Um, Caitlin was... Also Actually, in this episode, yeah, she was. Oh, in sorry, episode, but you know, she had she had a she had a decent you know contribution. I think this turn actually, you know, telling uh, uh, Cecile to like use that love instead of uh, grief and stuff like that. So I mean, that was that was like a big moment to her powering up. So that was you know, yeah, no, she she was also in this episode. No, I I think uh, you're right, and I think it does speak to the you know, as I mentioned last week, kind of the trajectory that the show has been on with really kind of incorporating mental health as a primary kind of theme of the show, like, like maybe like an underlying theme. Um, we haven't had the therapist show back up, which by the way, if where's she, she at this, this wouldn't, this wouldn't even have been a crisis. I think it would be great. Like, <laughs> like it'd be great if like every single season just ended with the, like the therapist with like the big bad on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> 
And like, like after this event, Desperate would be like, I just wanted to tell the Flash that he was going to destroy our world. I didn't mean to hurt people. I, I don't know why it drives me. And she's like, well, tell me how that makes you feel. You know, like, Desperate, <laughs> tell me about your third eye's father. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, bring her back. Hashtag bring the bring the therapist back. That's a long hashtag. No, doesn't make sense. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Um, but man, the big twist. Of course, we got to talk about this ending. But first, we're gonna take a quick break here, and then we're uh, we're gonna talk about this. Um, yeah, this uh, this big twist at the end. More great TV talk up in just a few minutes. But first, we got to pay a few bills. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Speedster speculation. All right, man. Speedster speculation. It's a blast from the past. Who is Harrison Wells? <laughs> man, that's this is. I, I love this event so much, man. Like it just it gives me such season one vibes. We've got a mystery that we're still trying. Like there's so much speculation that feels like legitimate speculation, right? Like this one's really interesting though because it's like obviously okay. So Barry's in 2031, right? Um. His and Iris's marriage has crumbled. Well, you're making assumptions off the bat, but keep going, keep going. This, from his perspective, that seems to be the case. But I mean, but, but like, I, I guess, I guess it depends, right? It depends on if he jumped into an entirely new timeline or if he jumped from um, the somewhat distorted timeline that he's in now into ten years into the future on that timeline, right? Okay, so the timeline is in flux. Uh, we have some sort of you know, shenanigans, time travel shenanigans are going on. We've got Despero, who's clearly traveling through time. You know, who knows? Maybe he's using the still force, but I doubt it. Uh, we also have, uh, you know, we also have the still force in play. We also have the speed force in play. Like, yeah, you got potentially three different entities trying to affect the timeline all at the exact same time. That's going to create an issue, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so here's my thing. I don't think that's Eobard. I think it's Harrison Wells. No, I think that's Barry Allen. Yes, Barry is Eobard, which by the way, have you, where are you with Buffy right now? Um, I, I, we haven't watched it in, in a while, but, um, all right, never mind, never mind. Ah, I want to make a reference. Uh, anyway, I think that, uh, <laughs> what season is it from? Is it from the Gloria season? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Keep, keep on going. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so here's my thought. Okay. This, this is my thing. Like we see this and it's immediately like, you know, what on earth? This, this doesn't make sense. Why on earth would Iris be married to Eobard? Which by the way, nobody said that was a wedding ceremony. Okay. Every, we're led to believe that that's like a wedding ceremony of some no, sort. An engagement that, announcement party. Is it? I mean, that's what it looked like. They, 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 they that's what it ring. looks like. They, they, they did a close up of this giant engagement ring. Yeah. They're engaged. They're at a party. I don't think I I don't think that's it man. I think I think that Eobard is Barry Allen. Dun dun dun. <laughs> I, I mean, all right, all right, let me explain. I don't actually think it's Barry Allen. I think that what we're dealing with is that sometime between now and 2031, Eobard showed up and convinced everybody that Barry Allen was Eobard Thawne and that Eobard was Barry Allen. And then Eobard Thawne goes and defeats Barry and makes everybody think that he is now Barry Allen. He now has to go around and convince everybody that he's the hero. And so he has circumvented. And now everybody now believes that Eobard is Barry and Barry is Eobard. Mm, no. Yes. No. Hear me out. Okay. I, so, I, I feel like everyone would be more scared if, if they thought he was Eobard. They were. They were freaked out. No, it was more like a... What are you doing here? Kind of like, well, I mean, it's the uh, end of the episode. Everybody's like, we got a cliffhanger this thing, you know, like, you know, I, I just got more of a, like, you know, you're, you're at your engagement announcement party and like one of your drunk ex-boyfriends shows up and everybody's like, Oh God, what is Billy Ray doing here? No, but no, come on, man. No, like Eobard, like, all right. The looks on their faces were not like, Oh no, it was more like mad. Right. Like I all can't right, believe this right. guy's here. So you think, all right, so, so, all right, all right, Einstein, tell me, why is Iris marrying Eobar? <laughs> like, like, what, 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 what is, uh, Harrison Wells. It's not Harrison Wells. 
And she wouldn't like Harrison Wells is like five times her age. Which I guess Eobard is and Eobard's actually way younger, technically, by his standards. I mean, yeah, he's not even born yet. She's so he's like <laughs> negative he's he's negative aged. He that that's that's what it is. Negative still force, he's negative aging. Yeah, it's not robbing the cradle, it's like robbing the well anyway. Uh all right, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't 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 follow up on no, that. Yeah, one. don't 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 think through that one. Uh anyway, point is point is you would think that's Harrison Wells. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's Eobard. He said the face thing. That's what he said to to Barry back in Earth X. Like, well, you never know whose face I'll be wearing. So, so yeah, it's Eobard, right? Yes. But why does he look? Or why? Well, but why, why is no one? Why is no one like? Oh my gosh, it's him because because he he convinced everybody that he's Barry. Yes, that's what I'm saying. How yes. would he convince? How no? How would he convince Iris of that? Iris is the mm. only one who believed the Flash was not going crazy right now, and so you think that, that she's just going all of a sudden going to be like, oh yeah, no, you're you're I I can tell you apart, you know, from my. She's husband. done it before, Bell. She's done it before. This has all happened before, as you recall. In the last, like all of these crossover events have like a kind of a a light connection point, right? And in Elseworlds, Oliver Queen is she thinks that Oliver's Barry and Barry who she thinks is Oliver. She has to like, they really have to work to kind of find each other and, and all of that. So I'm saying that perhaps we've got a similar situation. It's happened before. She's like, Oh, okay. You're like, and by the way, you know, <laughs> props to Iris. Cause like, you know, and all of this, she gets, she gets Tom Cavanaugh. She gets, you know, uh, arrow. She gets Barry, you know, she's, <laughs> Yeah, I was just saying, all things considered, like, oh, I. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it's, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think that's maybe a hair. I don't know. Maybe it's a Harrison Wells, but. You think it's a Harris. That is not a Harrison. Well, that I is an Eobard. They Eobard. think it's a Harrison Wells. And he I is think Eobard. they think that it's a Barry Allen. I think they think it's a Harrison Wells, but it's actually Eobard. We, we both think it's the same person. We both think it's Eobard, but you think it's Eobard as Barry, and I think it's Eobard as a Harrison Wells. I just can't. All right, so because here's the, the other. Be, yeah, go because ahead. Dion, right? Like he does time treatments and stuff, and then uh, Iris is like, um, "Let's help Harrison Wells because he's trapped in time." And like he's like, "All right, cool." And so Dion makes him work. But I mean, I don't know. I don't see why he'd want to leave his his that moment in time with his wife, though. Eh. I think. Hmm. I don't know, man. I. I Okay, so there's some slight spoilery stuff I think that we need to talk about in in terms of this speculation. And and I, I so I guess I'm giving a little bit of a warning here. The the, the when I say spoilery, we're going to talk about casting stuff. We know we know of characters that are going to appear in this crossover, and yeah. so I think we need to talk about that. Okay. All right. Pretty sure Damian Dark's supposed to show up. So we're dealing with magic. <laughs> we don't have to explain it. I, I think I think there I think there might be magic at play. Well, yeah, if it's magic, we ain't got to explain. Bleep. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, I I think that there might be. I think there might be magic at play. I think that we may be dealing with, you know, throughout this entire series. By the way, top also in this episode probably should have mentioned. Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like you know, in the in the way in which they've incorporated you know, previous storylines, previous characters, previous kind of moments and kind of the way in which certain things have worked. Like I would not be surprised if we are seeing an earth X type of approach with Damien dark as kind of the Lex Luthor of this scenario, not earth X. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Elseworlds. Elseworlds. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, with Damian- not, no, it wasn't, but it wasn't Lex Luthor. Was it? It was somebody else. I can't remember dude. What had the book? Well, Lex got it at one point. Yeah, he got it back during Crisis, though. Oh God, what was his name? Um, the crazy guy who was like rewriting stuff in Superman. Yeah, because like that was the thing. And then, so yeah, he got. So anyway, where's the book? <laughs> where's the book post Crisis? <laughs> Who's got the book? <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm hoping that um, uh, Ollie was uh smart enough to uh you know, not create that again. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Like you would think, but I don't know. There's a lot of stuff Ollie left into the universe that you're like, really Ollie? You know why? Yeah. Uh, but no, it's fine. It's fine. I, I don't know. I think that there might be some of that shenanigans coming back into play. 
And I think that it would make a lot of sense. And I was actually even thinking about it'd be interesting because, you know, thinking specifically about Elseworlds, they have a flash costume that's built for a, um, you know I mean? Like, you know, Barry's been working out. Don't get me wrong, but like it built for kind of a bigger dude. And Tom is a little bit bigger than, than Barry or than uh, Grant. So I'm thinking that, you know, I'm thinking that he, we might see like Tom, like rocking the, the flash suit. <laughs> The chinless flash shoot, yeah. Okay, like like start of the next episode, this is what happens. They see him, they're like, you know, what are you doing here? Kavanaugh puts on his costume, it's a flash shoot. Barry puts on his costume, and it's a it's reverse, reverse flash. flash. Yeah. yeah, which yeah. would be very Flashpoint. Yeah. I, th- I think that would be, by the way, it would be awesome. Could you imagine Grant in like a reverse flash costume? That would be crazy. That would be awesome. That would be incredible. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how they'd be able to keep that secret, but that would be incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like this, like it would, it would have to be all interior uh, fights. Like the fight would have to take place on a on a soundstage that they could close off. Like because right. I mean, you couldn't do that outside. No, because people take pictures of it. There's there's some shenanigans going on for sure. I mean, like, well, like that's the one thing that we know is this is not like a natural progression. I I fail to see a situation where this is a natural progression of the timeline unless we are dealing with a bear, like Eobard has somehow convinced everybody that he is actually Barry Allen and that Barry is Eobard, which again, it's textbook Eobard. You know, like literally you think back like to the comics, Eobard came back in time. He had facial reconstruction like surgery so that he could look like Barry Allen. And then he became Barry Allen for a time. Like that, that's part of his, legacy in the comics that we really haven't seen explored here yeah. and so i think it makes a ton of sense if that's the case yeah i mean i could see that also remember that like weird holographic technology that like harry had oh the little pin that made your face different and they yeah. did it once and like kind of forgot about it yeah exactly we never addressed again mate what if they brought dude what if they brought that back <laughs> hey that'd be crazy <laughs> Hey, well, here's a season two flashback. Boom. <laughs> forgot about this. You forgot about this action. Boom. We didn't. Now it's here. Yeah. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't see that happening. He slipped a pen into his pocket and that's how, that's how it happened. All right. There you go. <laughs> any other, uh, any other conspiracy theories you want to throw out for Harrison Wells? I, man, I don't know. Like that one, you know, it, at, at first I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, um, what is going on? And I'm just super excited for the next episode. I think he's Barry. I think, well, I mean, I think he's Eobard, but I think everybody else thinks he's Barry. We'll see. I'm, I'm super excited for the next episode too. Hi, this is John Wesley Shipp, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. Red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow. All right, man, listener feedback. We got some listener feedback in. Uh, you know, we mentioned it uh, last week, but uh, loving getting in y'all's tweets as you're watching the episode and uh, using the hashtag Flash TV Talk or even just kind of uh, tweeting us directly is a great way to, to send in your thoughts as you're watching. All right, man, first one comes in from uh, Jacob Young on uh, on Twitter. He says, every time Barry messes with the timeline, we see it from his perspective. He, le- he leaves, comes back, and he takes the timeline Flash's place. I think we are seeing it from the new timeline perspective because it was Eobard and Barry is living both timelines. When he destroyed the house and attacked Central City, he was fighting Eobard in the uh, live time or in the timeline where Joe is alive. Uh, P.S. Refer still force. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's a really interesting observation, you know, because you're absolutely right. Like every time we see Barry mess with the timeline, we see it from his perspective. That's this right, is the yeah. first time the timeline has been messed with him, like messed around him. And so since he's our POV character, like we get to experience what every other character on the show feels like when Barry messes with the timeline. So I think that's kind of neat. That is so good. Yeah. That is a great observation. Yeah. Um, and exciting. Like when you think about it, uh, I'm, I'm, Ooh, I, I love I love that we're getting this in the storyline and that we're getting it with kind of the, the focus that can come with a five part series. But man, that's that's a concept I would love to continue to explore is <laughs> Barry constantly being stuck as another like speedster or, or you know, time operative is changing the timeline around him. Yeah, yeah. But that's but that's exactly right. I think I think uh, Jacob, you're you are definitely on to something. I think you are definitely on to something uh, with what's going on here. Man, we also got one from Justin Paris. What did Justin have to say? Uh, why is the floor of the Hall of Justice always wet? Does Barry have a really bad leak? <laughs> Mold can kill you, even if you're superhuman. <laughs> uh, this is true, people. Check your pipes. Uh, you know the Justice League is not immune. Uh, no, nor nor are you. If 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 uh, Mold can get you, uh, the superheroes it can get you as well. No, I I don't know, but he's he's not wrong. I went back and rewatched. I was like, yeah, that that floor is like that is that is wet. That is a leaky set. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I mean, it's cinematic and it's, you know, reflections and stuff and it looks good. But come on, man, check your pipes. That's that's not sanitary. It's not good. You're to be fair, everything. And this is very Barry Allen. Like, he hasn't patched that roof in years, right? That's true. Which, which by the way, I've, I have seen some of the speculation that the roof that we see in 2031 is patched. I think we've seen it from flattering angles. I think it's probably still busted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, just, yeah. I don't think they, I, I just, there's just a hunch. I, I don't think it actually is patched, but that, that is pretty funny if it is. But no, this is, this is Barry. He's like, oh, there's a hole in the ceiling. I'll get to it sometime. And then he never does. I guarantee there are holes up all throughout the, uh, the Justice League headquarters. And I guarantee Barry is not like, hasn't picked up a mop. He hasn't picked up a hammer. He could super speed that and get it done in 50 seconds. He's not doing it. He's yeah. just not doing it. That's the thing. He's like, he's faster than a God and he still refuses to do like a menial task. Yeah. Yeah. Pick up, pick up a hammer, Barry, get some nails. <laughs> That's ridiculous, but it's true. It tracks. That's all I'm saying. Justin, yeah. great, uh, great, great commentary there. And then finally, man, our boy Fox McCloud from uh, flashcraft now backcraft said it is bard time. And I have to agree, man, it is the season when it's Christmas. It's, it's time for Eobard, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that also tracks. Absolutely. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, man, any any kind of final thoughts for this episode? I'm just like it's it's kind of funny cuz I was I, like all my speculation last time was all about Despero and like him changing the timeline and they had to go throw Eobard in there and just kind of like it's interesting cuz it, now I'm I'm like ah Despero whatever. I'm really more interested in what Eobard <laughs> is going to do here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that I think it's all connected. I think that I think Eobard is doing the thing. Whatever Despero is after, it has to do with um with what Eobard has done. Here's the other thing, man. We could actually be seeing some kind of major setup for later, like the 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 end of the season. So, like, let's say, okay, they part ways after figuring this whole thing out. Despero's like, oh, I guess it really was Eobard all along. Okay, well. Flash, I'm coming for I will keep my eye on you. And then he opens up his third eye or something like that. Which, by the way, I would not be surprised if that exact moment happened yeah, <laughs> at yeah. some point. But regardless, it'd be interesting if by the end of this, it comes down to taking out Eobard, but then Despero, and so Despero kind of like leaving, but then we get kind of a cliffhanger of Despero having some sort of maniacal plan that was ruined because Barry Allen slash Eobard destroyed the world. And now his maniacal plan is back on because he has a world to, as you, you know, presumed last episode conquer or whatever he might be doing. Well, we only have five episodes, right? We only have five episodes, but that's of this event. Then we're going straight back into just regular flash episodes. Right. And so I'm saying, what if we start this season? I'm just theory. What if we start the season with a five episode event and conclude it on a five episode event and then have kind of a middle longer or kind of a shorter, quote-unquote, normal season in between these two things. I don't think Despero is going to last past Armageddon. Armageddon! Armageddon! <laughs> Why not? I Because I, I feel like Despero is the villain of this event. He's going to be defeated or whatever, and then whatever the, the fallout from Eobard is going to be on the, the rest of The Flash, I think. Mm. Like the rest of the rest of the season of The Flash. Like I, I think your idea of like his his plan being foiled by Eobard's interference makes sense, and um, Tom left the show though. I don't think I don't think so, man. Oh yeah, you're right. Like that's the thing. Like I think that I think that this is going to be the like the the big grand finale for Eobard. Like we'll probably get another him or another version of him or something in the final episode because it's Eobard. How can you not? But I. I don't know. I kind of feel like this is every, this is the great thing about Eobard as a as a villain. Every single time he's in play, it's it's legit. Like it, it is it is high stakes. It is high emotional stakes. And we know we're not like you know we're not ki- you know kidding around with the royal straight gang. You know what I mean? Like like no, this yeah. is this isn't like you know a uh, uh, mirror master or or you know even Captain Cold. Like we're actually dealing with someone who has the ability to ruin the world and yet he only wants to ruin the world for one individual. Like it is, it is high stakes and high emotional stakes every single time Eobard is in play. And you know, I, as much as I would have loved him to be around more, 
I do have to kind of give it to this series to using him sparingly and strategically in that fashion. I, they, they're, I think it makes sense that, that he's not going to be in the season as a whole after this arc, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that could make sense, but we'll see. We'll see. I would love to see, you know, a big final conclusion clash battle, what have you versus Eobard and uh, Barry. I think that, I think that, you know, before, before the show uh, ends, I would like to see that. So, you know, all right. Well, we'll see what ends up happening. Absolutely. We want to hear y'all's thoughts as well. Head over to Twitter and uh, tweet us at TV Talk FM. You can use the hashtag Flash TV Talk as well. And uh, we'd love to hear what you're thinking about this event, where, where your speculation is at, what do you think is going on here, um, especially after the episode. If you want to start sending us those speculations, we'd love to in- include those as well. We also love getting those iTunes reviews. Heading over to iTunes and writing us a review is a great way to help the show. It doesn't even cost you a dime to do it, but if you are able to spend a few dimes to keep us on the air, uh, head over to patreon.com slash TV Talk. That's patreon.com slash TV talk. We can't do it alone. Uh, we got some great benefits there. We just updated our, or I guess we're technically in the process of updating our Patreon page. So uh, check back there for, uh, for more information, but uh, yeah. Uh, also don't forget to check out Batcraft that is coming to the TV talk uh, YouTube channel. Uh, be on the lookout for that. We'd love to have you along for that ride as well. If you happen to play Minecraft and want to join us and be part of Batcraft, you can reach out to us. Uh, flash at potisteri.com is still the, uh, email address until we change it and even then it'll probably forward because that that's that's how you do a rebrand not like this <laughs> professionalism <laughs> anyway uh you can follow again the show at at tv talk fm on the twitter you can follow bell at ring that bell all that information and more can be found at tv talk.fm that is going to do it for us for this week but don't worry we'll be back in a flash